0: Hey everyone, welcome to the show. My name is Kim Labick and I'm your host here on Flip the Script, a podcast where we discuss all the stories that became a film, but started as something a little different. So today we're going to talk about The Last Airbender, the 2010 movie based on the series Avatar The Last Airbender, um, and my awesome guest today is... Hi, I'm
1: Genevieve.
0: (laughs) What's up? So, um, we kind of start this off usually each episode with a favorite quote or a favorite moment, so what do you got?
1: Okay, well I have both. (laughs) So, um, my favorite scene is from the cartoon, um, And it's from Season 2, Episode 17, The Earth King. Um, It's the scene where um, the Avatar gang, or the Aang gang, if you will, (laughs) uh, they are trying to uh, storm the Earth King's palace. Um, And it's kind of like right after they found Appa. And um, the scene is just like, uh, every time I watch it, I just get chills. Because it's just these four kids that are fighting an entire army of people without like breaking a sweat like from the first second when that rock is like barreling towards them Ang doesn't even hesitate before like just breaking it without even looking at it and it's just ah uh, chef's kiss
0: <laughs> chef's and kiss then,
1: <laughs> and then um you just like you just see all four of them and how much they've grown and it's only halfway through the season like it just gives the viewer kind of like this anticipation of like how much more they're going to uh improve oh yeah um mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's just, it's just so good.
0: <laughs> nice. And then you said you also had a favorite quote?
1: <laughs> yeah, I also had a favorite quote. Um, that, that one's from season three, uh, episode 15, the boiling rock part two. Um, so it's right when uh, Sokka and Zuko and everybody are on the gondolin, I believe it's called, uh, trying to get out of the, the prison. And May stops Azula from like cutting the wire. And she, those two are fighting. And she's like, The quote is, You miscalculated. I love Zuko more than I fear you. And I was yes. like, Bro.
0: I just rewatched that one the other day.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so good. Like when I first heard it as a kid, I was like, Oh, okay, dang, go girl. <laughs> but now rewatching as like an adult, it's like so much deeper because Azula uses fear to get people to do what she wants. And no one's really talked back to her because fear. Um, but when May says this, she it just like really shows how May, May loves Zuko and that she's willing to face Azula's anger so that way Zuko would get away. So it also is a good point for May because she's so emotionless, like she doesn't really care about anything, but she's taking her stand to make sure that someone she loves is safe.
0: One could almost say in this situation, love Trump's fear. Or wait, fuck, I I messed it up. I'm sorry. (laughs) Love jumps hate. But, you know, kind of the same thing. (laughs) Hate and fear are similar. You know, anger, what is it? In Star Wars, anger leads to, no, 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 fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Anakin Skywalker.
1: (laughs) You you know I don't know anything about Star Wars. We've been over this.
0: Too bad for you. This is the Star Wars episode. I brought you in under the guise of it being The Last Airbender, but we're going to get only into Star Wars. (sighs) (laughs)
1: okay um i'll just kind of make it up as i go (laughs) cool cool
0: um so yeah let me really quick get into a little bit of background on the tv series so this is as always straight from wikipedia avatar the last airbender was co-created and produced by michael dante dimartino and brian Ooh, i'm gonna botch this Ooh, it's a hard one kanietzko at nickelodeon animation studios in bourbon california not too far from where i am Uh, In an interview, Konyetsko said, Mike and I were really interested in other epic legends and lore properties like Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings, but we knew that we wanted to take a different approach to that type of genre. Our love for Japanese anime, Hong Kong action, and Kung Fu cinema, yoga, and Eastern philosophies led us to the initial inspiration for Avatar The Last Airbender. Good times. Good times. Yeah. Um, To be honest, I did not know until I looked this up that the show was created in america because yeah it's um it's kind of constantly referred to as being like amerime which is just the conglomeration of like american anime and i always just accepted that as like somebody you know into anime made it a little bit more western to appeal to a western audience but no it was made by the western audience to appeal kind of to both ends on it um such a good show anyways uh i think in another way is because
1: like the show itself is so like it's influenced by like chinese art uh hinduism buddhism like stuff like that so it doesn't really feel very like i don't know it feels like it's made across the sea but it's made here in america
0: absolutely yeah so Yeah, so, but today we're specifically talking about the movie versus the TV show, which inevitably, because we all know how different the movie is, we'll probably be talking more about how much we love the show. The movie was made in 2010 um, and is... (laughs) God, a train wreck. Um, I'm so sorry (laughs) to the directors, producers, anyone who made this film. You know, there are great aspects and it's not like a total dud. But I think relevant to our discussion, one of the major things that makes this film unlikable is how different it is from the show. Because everybody is so attached to the show that we want the film to, you know, accentuate what we love about the show. Whereas instead, it fell short on a lot of very important things. The, the current adaptations, iterations of this story are the Avatar The Last Airbender original series the the last airbender movie 2010 um the legend of Korra tv series and there are some dark horse comics as well so let's get into it so one of the big things that i feel like we need to talk about is all the whitewashing yes okay so
1: (laughs) i can't even like why why are there so many white people like (laughs) in avatar the cartoon uh let's just call it the superior avatar from now on um It there's not a single white character in, in, its, tire, in its entirety of its cast. Um, and it's, like, I just, like, I'm not sure why <laughs> they decided maybe they just didn't. I feel like there's a lot of choices they could have went with. Like, you see people make those, like, who I would have cast in this. And a lot of people pick, like, really good actors that would have worked in there. And I get, like, it's hard to get somebody for this certain thing because everybody's busy but I feel like they could have worked a little bit more to find something that would fit those characters better because the people that they picked weren't very like like the characters at all I guess like Sokka he didn't have any humor (laughs) and Sokka's known for being humorous and all this stuff and he didn't have any...
0: In the actor's defense, most of that was likely the the writing, directing, editing yeah. side of things. Um, I will say that actor's a good actor yeah. from what I know him in. He was... Wasn't he in Twilight? <laughs> yeah, he was in Twilight, who... I'm totally forgetting his name, but Jasper. he was... Uh, Jasper. Yeah, he was Jasper in Twilight and kicked ass. Yeah, he did um, great in that, for sure.
1: <laughs> like, that's another mm-hmm. thing with this movie itself, is that you're trying to take a 20-episode season and put it into, like, an hour-and-a-half movie It takes out all the character development, it takes out all the relationships between, like, the characters themselves and between the viewer and characters. Like, you don't really get to know them, I guess. Like, there's not a lot of, like, bonding because it's like, do this, then this, then this, this, next thing, next thing. With, like, the show, they had a lot more time to, like, span it out and really put, like, a lot of detail into it.
0: Absolutely. And I know the film uh, was meant to have sequels. It was meant to be sort of a series to kind of fill that void because they knew they couldn't do the whole thing in one film. Right. Um, I don't think we will ever be getting sequels. I hope we will never be getting sequels. But that is definitely an explanation for why there's not a lot of development. But they did still even rush it, even knowing that they had (laughs) the the intention for sequels they still rushed a lot of the story specifically um one that bothers me a lot is zuko's redemption arc it happens in the movie it happens so fast yeah you don't really have time first of all for it to sink in how like petulant and disgraced and hurt and angry he is in the beginning Mm -hmm. you get it enough you get like okay you know he's he has He's, a motive. I guess, the disgraced prince. He wants the avatar, something about honor. You kind of get, like, the brief spark notes. Yeah, but you never really, it never sinks in enough for you to also then understand how difficult it is for him to come out on the better side of things. Yeah. And how much that is an, is an inner struggle for him. For sure. Also, I'm going to be honest. So I rewatched the movie again last night, but I didn't finish because <laughs> it just, you know, you get to a certain point where you're like, oof. Let me just think, end it here.
1: I think if you actually get through the entirety of that movie, you deserve some sort of an award, like something. <laughs> you get a gold star for sure.
0: A tiny little, oh, a tiny little Avatar Kiyoshi statue. I love Which brings <laughs> me to talking about the Avatar Kiyoshi story <sighs> is so completely lost in the film. In the film, it's basically just they're in Earth Kingdom territory or, you know, there's, they're in an area that has a bunch of earthbenders yeah. uh and at some point they kind of point to this statue of avatar kiyoshi and they're like this is avatar kiyoshi she <laughs> was cool end of story and i'm like there was one of the best episodes in my opinion of the show was mm-hmm. kiyoshi island. the avatar kiyoshi yeah kiyoshi island because that was an instance where we were like we heard so much about like the avatar is the best the avatar is going to save the world and kiyoshi was really an interesting moment to be like hey she's not all that great like there's you know even the good guy is not always awesome and maybe she did something that wasn't great she did it for a reason discuss like yeah here's a very interesting character discrepancy i guess that was again totally lost in the film
1: so i haven't seen the film i saw it once when it came out
0: uh they didn't, did they have Suki in it at all? I don't remember um, Suki being in it. I don't think so. Because again, like I said, I didn't finish it last night. I had probably 20 minutes left or so. Um, but when I watched it originally a few weeks ago, uh, I don't remember Suki being in it at all. But the moon okay. spirit girl was, oh, whose name UA. I'm totally forgetting. UA. Yeah, Anyway. yeah <laughs> Really quick going back to the whitewashing though again, which is just yeah. a major, major thing we have to talk about. Um, when I was looking it up a little bit last night, there was a quote from the director, good old M. Night Shyamalan, where he was sort of defending the whitewashing. He was sort of saying like, hey, you know, the the characters in the show are ethnically ambiguous. I don't know. I I'm paraphrasing yeah. wildly. But yeah. long story short, he was trying to use the excuse of their ethnic ambiguity in the show to explain why all of the ethnicities were so off in the film even like back in the day this is very much not a western story and so it's frustrating in multiple ways that the cast is so greatly westernized
1: yeah and like did in that you were talking about with him does he talk about the way that their names are announced or enunciated
0: isn't it like suka and Ong or something like that. <laughs> they call him Soka. They call him Ong. They call him the Avatar, don't they not call the it like Avatar. En-
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, I forgot. And they call it like Angi or something like that instead of Angi Kai.
0: Yeah, there's there's so many different pronunciations for things, and I don't know because I didn't even look up. No, there was no explanation okay. that I was looking up that explained like, oh well, the the correct pronunciation would be Ong or Soka. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. But I think that's another thing where the audience is so familiarized with the show that the change in all the pronunciations is frustrating and bothering. And maybe you could pull that off with like one or two things, like side things, but it just doesn't work to this great extent. And it's another thing that just adds to the frustration when you're watching it and they're like, Aang is the avatar, Soka," And you're (laughs) like, oh my God, no.
1: Yeah, please stop. Uh, yeah, when I first heard the first, like, when I heard it the first time, I, like, rewind and was like, wait a second, did they seriously just say that? Like, I would get it if it was, like, maybe, like, one or two, like, side characters, but the a main character and not being able to pronounce his name, right? It Like, I wish, I just, maybe I need to look into why, maybe there's an actual reason, but I just feel like maybe the director was just lazy, I don't know. Or...
0: Yeah, even if there is an explanation, I would say it's probably not good enough yeah. of an explanation.
1: Um. Also, can we talk about the bending? Like, it was yeah, so oh my God. bad. Like, it seriously took, like, ten men to lift one rock. And, like, if this happened in the Avatar, the Superior Avatar universe, like, Zuko would have gotten Aang back to the Fire Lord, like, first episode. I don't know. It just, like, bothers me so much because that was the one thing, like, out of everything, I was most excited about that. Like, How are they going to depict the animated style into a more real-life version of it? And I was just, like, so disappointed. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, and let's be honest. One of the biggest things with that is the effects are well done for the most part. Like, it looks good as far as that goes. But the effects are not timed well because they'll do a move. Whereas in the series, the move, it's timed out, almost exactly synchronized to those movements. In the movie, it's delayed. And so it looks so weird because they'll do this movement and then uh, it feels like it's buffering in a way. And again, like you said, it's not nearly as powerful as we know all these vendors to be. And sure, on one hand, that could partially be because they wanted sequels. So they wanted, you know, to show the growing powers of everyone involved. Which I can get on the side of Katara and, you know, people that we know very much improve their power. But like you're saying, you know, Fire Nation warriors and other earthbenders and stuff, their bending was so lame in comparison to the powers that they have in the show. Another thing, and let me know if this was in the show and I'm just totally forgetting, but the movie has this avatar test where... So first of all, Zuko finds Aang within the first 10 minutes of the movie. Literally within the first 10 minutes of the movie, he finds Aang and takes him. So he finds Aang. And then very quickly, they have this avatar test because they see his tattoos, which are really well done. I'll say that's cool. His tattoos are like
1: like, sick. Yeah, I like the idea like where it was because in the show, it's very like um, very, you know, it's just solid blue. But in the movie, it's it kind of gives it more of a story with that with that little print idea um, from what I remember anyways um yeah but absolutely does, and like they when... do
0: glow in the Avatar oh, okay state that's what i was today. gonna ask if they glue yeah mm-hmm.
1: okay then yeah i do i agree I, that was a good i like try
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was it was a good thing it would have been even better if the rest of the film kind of held up um but so within these first like 10-15 minutes of the film iroh and zuko give ang an avatar test which they're basically like hey if you um, take this test, you can go home free. And then he takes the test, which is just they give him objects that represent the four elements and all of those objects are magnetized to him, <laughs> which is just a very clear like visual representation of being like, whoa, the rock, the water, the fire and the air are all attracted to you. That must mean you're the avatar. Ridiculous. Okay. Yeah, did not like. Uh, so that happens and then... Also, just a weird, like, dialogue thing in the film is, you know, again, Iroh is like, hey, take this test, and then you can go home free, da-da-da-da-da. He takes the test, clearly shows that he's the Avatar, and then Iroh is like, wow, cool, nice to meet you, Avatar. JK, you can't go home. I should have explained. If you failed the test, you could go home because you're not the Avatar, but if you pass the test, which you did, you're the Avatar, and now we get to keep you and now destroy your life and the world. Basically, okay. it was black. <laughs> yeah, no. So I don't remember... I think in the show, what I remember is he just kind of knows he's the Avatar. And there's no... There's never a specific test of being like, are you the Avatar? Mm-hmm. At least on the Fire Nation side of things. It's kind of just common knowledge. They're like, he's the last airbender. We've seen proof that he has a lot of power. Clearly, this is the Avatar. Yeah. Moving on. Right.
1: In the show... um, within the first few episodes, um, so he does get Aang onto a ship, and then they... So when he gets... Okay, so when he gets to the um, the South Pole, they're like, we're looking for a man. He should be, like, over 100 years old. And then he finds Aang, and he's like, I'm the one you want. Like, if you... I'll go with you if you leave this village alone. And um, mm-hmm. so he goes with them, and Katara, Sokka, and Appa find him later, and... He's getting attacked, and, you know, he falls into the ocean, and he does, like, the Avatar state. So that's kind of, like, one way that they prove that he was the Avatar. Um, but, yeah, they never did, like, an Avatar test, uh, really. Like, yeah. later, way later in the show, they have, like, a, po- a point when he was a baby. He picked out these three toys, three or four toys, and they were from Toys of His Past. So that's how they knew he they was toys the Avatar. They're not from Toys R Us? No, unfortunately. <Rip>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, no, they didn't do any kind of, like, element test or anything like that.
0: I thought it was just a very lame way of showing that he's the master of the four elements. I feel like the way that they did in the show was the best. Or better. Better, at least. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to say best because, you know, this podcast and pretty much any discussion that's comparing different mediums of a story, there's always kind of this concept of, like, the book versus the movie. The book is always better. And to me, it's like, there's not necessarily one that's better than the other. Because if there was, you could always claim that the original source is the best. So sure, whatever, like the first one is the best. But anyways, just like overall, I think it's interesting to talk about the differences and the similarities because you can do things in a film that you can't do in a TV show and vice versa. And I mean, TV and film are the closest together. So this instance is a really good comparison because they are so close together that you can say like hey why didn't the movie do this the tv series clearly could even though you know one is cartoon and one is live action but Mm -hmm. they're still close enough like when you compare a book and a movie like let's say that avatar the last airbender was a book series it is a book series (laughs) wait like first like primarily
1: um no it's it's a comic and they also have like uh the tales of kiyoshi um, okay, but they that's do what have a, yeah yeah they do have a comics series that's after the It'd be show interesting
0: to talk about that more I do know they have some uh, dark horse comics I was reading yep. one yeah. about um, oh god what is her name Toph one about Toph's metal bending academy and I was like ooh I'd like to read that yeah
1: and they have so they have like six trilogies um, and they have like like there's one with like um, where they find Zuko's mom there's one, some with just like kind of like the tales of Bossing say. Where it's like just tail avatar team or team avatar tales, Um, so it's just a bunch of them.
0: That'd be well. That'd be interesting if those came before the TV series and then before the movie, because here we'd be comparing the movie to like the original source, more or less. Mm -hmm. So it'd be different. You know, there would be a lot. There's more that you can express in. Uh, a movie or a tv series and there's just different ways that you can express that in a book like books you know there there will be episodes in this podcast in the future that discuss books versus their films um and there's obviously in a book you can read more in depth about someone's psyche which is very important in things like hunger games and you know, Harry Potter and a lot of the big ones and a lot of books in general is being able to like be inside someone's mind and really hear and follow their thoughts rather than just their actions and reactions. But even then, film has a lot of techniques available to it to be able to express that in other ways. But here again, we're talking about TV series versus movie. And it is so really fascinating that this one is so wildly different from the other.
1: Because especially because it's like so it was yeah. <laughs> so popular back then like i feel like avatars definitely got a lot more popular since they put it on like netflix and stuff because uh, people have more access to it so i'm imagining like now if they were because i know they are doing they are doing the live action uh tv show are they that netflix oh is my god
0: on. We have a I have a section later on in this thing where I wanna talk I usually try and talk about like any further adaptations or I'm sorry, adaptations that are in the works. And I wrote down in my notes in capital letters, not that I know of, thank God. But now <laughs> So they are doing a <laughs> yeah, live action Netflix they're, series?
1: Yes. Yep. I'm I think they're gonna be starting to record it next year because of everything going on right now. Um Um but yeah, they're supposed to be doing there's no like real news because I I follow like everything on Avatar. It's like my life. I love Avatar. And um I I haven't seen anything about like casting or anything like that. But I hear that soon they're gonna start doing stuff. Well, as soon as they can, at least. Um, but I'm very nervous. Like I think we'll do better, but I don't really do know. Do you have
0: any so. casting ideas? Is there anybody that you can think of ooh. that you're like, ooh, I would love to see them in this show? Other than, clearly we want Dev Patel to return as Prince Zuko. I love you, Dev Patel. You're an excellent actor. I just don't think that role was right for you. Disclaimer.
1: You know, if they could get Danny DeVito in a Momo costume, I wouldn't complain. You know Let's what? say that.
0: <laughs> can that be the entire film? Just Danny DeVito pretending that he's playing Momo? I'm uh, doing all... <laughs> uh, yes.
1: 100%. But they, they can't give him the flying mechanism. He has to learn how to
0: fly himself. <laughs> it's all about Danny DeVito <laughs> learning to fly to play Momo.
1: <laughs> it's everything I've ever wanted.
0: Mm. Speaking of, real quick, Appa and Momo, I think, were something that was really well done in the film. The The character designs of both were so similar to the show. Like, they didn't really lose anything off mm-hmm. of them. Um didn't Alba have, like, really weird feet, though? Yeah, he had kind of, like, claw-ish type feet, more more towards yeah, a bear. That's how like, I remember. What his feet in the TV okay. show are more like a cat paw, almost, in their, like, round cuteness. In the movie, they were... They
1: kind of wanted to make
0: him... A little bit more vicious. Like,
1: more, yeah, like, more like a, of an animal.
0: We could go on so much more about differences between the film and the TV show, but I kind of just want to talk about more stuff that I love about the TV show real quick before we, like, finish things up. I love the Cabbage Man. I know we all do, but like, let's just take a minute. Did you know? So I, me and my roommates are watching
1: Legend of Korra right now. We're at the part, no spoilers,
0: (laughs) but- No spoilers. um, We just spoiled everything that happens. (laughs) Go on.
1: The Cabbage Man got his own statue. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. In Legend of Korra. I saw that and I was like, Oh my gosh, that's amazing!
0: When are we it. getting the Cabbage Man live action spinoff? Right, twenty twenty one guys. Uh, also, Toph. When I was looking up some interesting facts about this, Toph was originally supposed to be like a big buff dude, and I'm glad they mm-hmm. changed it because yeah. the soul of Toph just makes so much more sense as who she is.
1: Yes, like if it was some big buff dude and he was like sassy and Ooh, like, sassy buff dude, a savage like I'm insane. <laughs> Toph is swipe right I probably (laughs) sorry (laughs) Uh, (laughs) because Toph is my favorite character but I feel like if Toph was you know a big buff dude she probably wouldn't be my favorite character because I love how she's like seen as like a fragile little girl that's blind but really she's like one of the toughest people Mm -hmm. out there and I I love that I love that her they took that big buff guy and just turned it into our spirit instead and I just love that
0: I love too about Toph um her storyline of things yeah like she she's blind and she's seen as like this little helpless girl especially by her family which is yeah sort of the whole point of her intro story but I love how later on when she this is like one of the last seasons um when she's like hanging out with Zuko and she's like I want to go on a life-changing adventure with Zuko yeah uh and she's like opening her soul to him she's like i had a really rough childhood she's going through all this stuff and it's kind of funny at that point because we know and we've seen how amazing and how powerful toff is that mm-hmm. to be like thrown back into remembering like oh yeah she did have a shitty childhood but even at that all of these characters have different childhood traumas to them yeah. and so you know toff on one hand was born into like a rich well-off family But on the other hand, like, it wasn't all rainbows and sunshine for her. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting when we get to that moment and she's, like, talking about it, it's kind of played as being somewhat of a funny moment, but also still a heartfelt moment. Yeah, it just really well translates into being like, hey, let's not forget, like, there was shit going on, like, she didn't have a great upbringing, but also let's not forget, like, you know, you're talking to Prince Zuko, (laughs) whose father was going to kill him, basically, and, like scarred him for life through some fucking fire in his eye which by the way going on another quick side note uh the scar on prince suko in the movie i think was really well done for what it was it wasn't like overly obvious it looked like a like a scarred over burn okay he still had an eyebrow which is different maybe he just uh did what i do and (laughs) you know eyebrow penciled that in (laughs) maybe
1: but going back to Toph like you kind of forget because you see her doing all of these amazing things like she literally invented metal bending like you see all these amazing things and she's only 12 in the show and you kind of forget that you just see like her being so strong and you're like oh my gosh like you just stop and think this this child <laughs> this is a child and I that's why that's another reason why I love her <laughs> she's just amazing and See, if they did a um, live action, the only person I would let be tough would be, like, Dwayne The Rock Johnson.
0: Oh, my sure. God. Can we have, <laughs> like, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's voice to some other actor's physical existence? <laughs> that would be yes, awesome. Absolutely. I was re-listening to the Moana soundtrack today, so shout out to oh gosh, your Bay okay. The Rock. Let's just, uh, next time we record, can we just talk about Dwayne The Rock Johnson and his entire, like, discography? <laughs> Yes. What has he not been absolutely at this point? I don't know.
1: He's been in a lot of movies with Josh Hutcherson and it makes me angry because that is my husband. And
0: you know what wasn't okay, speaking of those two actors also, so I was listening to the Milana Soundtrack. (laughs) And then I got on like a whole Disney thing this morning on my drive. So I was listening to some Hercules. And I was thinking I've thought for a long time that when they make the live action Hercules, I would love if Josh Hutcherson was Hercules. Granted, as long as he has, like, a decent (laughs) amount of singing talent, which I don't know. Not really, but he'll try. But I was also thinking on that train of thought that, well, wouldn't it make sense if Dwayne the Rock Johnson played Zeus? (laughs) And then I was trying to picture them together, like, Dwayne the Rock Johnson (laughs) patting a small Josh Hutcherson on the shoulder, like, yeah, son, you're gonna be mortal for a bit, so suck it and grow up.
1: And Danny DeVito has to be in that movie also. He has to be, um
0: pegasus no he <laughs> <We> could take him <laughs> why his, not his are you saying train. danny devito can't play a flying horse
1: <laughs> no uh, he can, Who he can are do you, anything the
0: casting agent he could do
1: anything he wants but yeah let's actually do that that makes more sense
0: <laughs> okay so we got dwayne the rock johnson as zeus danny devito as pegasus josh hutcherson as hercules perfect oh my and gosh can harry always styles wanted anna kendrick to be meg <sighs> fine
1: I I was thinking more like Harry Styles, like long hair as Meg, but he could be Hades, but he's too nice. That wouldn't work, actually. Never mind.
0: Yeah. And we know Disney is still like another 200 years away from being like, okay, okay, I guess gay people exist. Yeah. So we got to wait for that, but maybe. Maybe. Maybe someday. Just make it
1: myself, I guess.
0: Anyways, let's get back to Avatar.
1: (laughs) One thing I love about the show is like how much like dedication that the whole team puts into it. Like one of my favorite like little fun facts is <laughs> so at the end of the second book, um Aang gets struck by uh, Azula's lightning and when they're flying away, you can see that big scar on Aang's back as like Katara's like trying to heal him. So I read that when you get struck by lightning, it has to have an entry point and an exit point. Kind of like how Iroh was teaching Zuko how to read Sorry redirect Mm -hmm. lightning through one finger through the stomach and out the other finger so when you see and later on in book three when Zuko is like chasing Aang to like get him in the mood to fight there is a (laughs) there's a scar on uh, Aang's foot and that's where the lightning from Azula came out so I just like love that little like Ah, uh, that's it's such an important little detail that adds in the in the long run, and I just like kudos to whoever thought of that. Like that's so good.
0: Mm-hmm. So, and that's a huge benefit of animation is there's so much time and effort put into creating that. More often, there is those very specific attentions to detail yeah where you can point to it and be like you know that somebody in the animation department took the time and the care to make this Mm -hmm. because it's important
1: yeah there's just like there's just so many little things that you don't really especially as a kid you don't really pay attention to because you're like oh i want to see the fighting i want to see the bending i want to see Appa. like i don't care but like as an adult when you watch it you're like wow like that's, that's pretty awesome. Like, I didn't think about that when I was a kid. Just the little details like that.
0: Absolutely. And the series is full of them. Yeah. Especially with the Cabbage Man. Ah, who, cabbage ah, Man. <laughs> he's got the worst luck. I feel like the Cabbage Man in Avatar is the same as that guy in Lilo and Stitch who has the mint ice cream yes, cone. Yeah. And always loses it. Can't ever it's the get exact his ice same cream. character.
1: Yes. They may be their cousins. I, I
0: don't know. <laughs> when I die, I would like to be reborn as that character. Why wait? <laughs> Why wait? Let me do it right now. <laughs> BRB, you're going to go eat some ice cream. Some dairy-free ice cream. <laughs> oh my God. Ben & Jerry's.
1: I haven't had Ben & Jerry's in a long time, so.
0: It's good. And they, they really do have the most dairy-free options.
1: Shout out to the lactose intolerant people. This is, yeah, this is for you. Yeah, lactose
0: intolerant. <laughs> go to Ben & Jerry's. There you go. Oh my gosh. They'll, they'll take good care of you.
1: Did you know that Ben & Jerry's has like its own little like ice cream store? We went to it in Tennessee and it was amazing oh
0: dude it's so cute there was where i used to work last year there was a ben and jerry's like right downstairs that's amazing Um, and we would go there once a month and we would get ice cream cakes that would just like represent everyone's birthday and we'd be like it's everyone's birthday (laughs) in january have some ice cream cake that's awesome i would demolish that shit every month (laughs) perfect so yeah avatar the last airbender we're back Um,
1: (laughs) you know what we haven't talked about at all Iroh. hello (laughs) why are we not why haven't we talked about him
0: (laughs) Easily one of my favorite characters. And the last time I took a, which Avatar character are you test, it said Iroh, and I almost cried.
1: That's a lot of responsibility.
0: I'm not worthy, but I appreciate the sentiment of the internet thinking that I could <laughs> ever be Uncle Iroh. <laughs> uh, it's amazing in and of itself that, like, he, from the get-go, was such a, a good guy. Yeah. And, you know, I say that term loosely because, again, there's no person who he who is past. just a good guy, just yeah. a bad guy. Right. Yeah, he had but, a
1: past, and... He made... His, I think he made his rights from his wrongs. You know what I mean? Like, he he, he had his own redemption arc.
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely. And he was always very kind and understanding to Zuko, mm-hmm. which, you know, he knew Zuko needed that.
1: Yeah. It was good that he was there because, you know, after that one time Zuko did something nice, he just passed out. <laughs> <laughs> so it was good that Iroh was there to help him because he definitely wouldn't have done it without him. Like, it might have taken him maybe longer to do it, but... It, it definitely was a plus
0: mm-hmm. absolutely so do you have any more fun facts
1: i do have another fun fact and it's about iroh <laughs> so um did you know that the voice actor for uncle no Iro...
0: no no i'm gonna share <laughs> <Jess>. this <laughs> this was gonna be my trivia question oh. to you do you want me to wait then? go ahead okay go and um, share it so the voice
1: actor for uncle iroh um uh, macro sorry if i pronounced that wrong um, he actually died after suffering um, throat cancer uh, in 2006, and the song, Leaves from the Vine, in Season 2, Episode 15, uh, The Tales of Basing was one of the last time that that, ca- that actor ever spoke.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah,
1: so those were kind of like his last words. And he actually, in the second one, in um, Legend of Korra, they named the main character after him. Uh, the guy with the cool eyebrows.
0: Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. Wow.
1: Yeah, so they named him to honor him, which is amazing. I think that's so cool.
0: So my trivia question was going to be one of the voice actors of the series died and was replaced. Which character did they voice? Which, as we all now know, Uncle (laughs) Iroh. Yep. But I have a little bit more information. Can you guess what other cartoon TV show in that era, the actor who replaced him also like replaced him again? does that make sense like there Uh, was another show that mako was a voice actor for oh when he passed away the actor who replaced him as iroh also had to replace him as someone in uh, a very famous cartoon (laughs) network show
1: i didn't really watch a lot yeah it's
0: hard there's so many
1: cartoon network um i'm not sure go ahead Wait, let's pause. Samurai
0: let- Jack. Oh, you got to, it. Like, we didn't pause.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely didn't watch that. So I
0: nice. think they they revamped it, um kind of in like a Teen Titans Go fashion. They had a little revamp of that show lately.
1: Yeah, my mom wouldn't let me watch Cartoon Network. I had to mostly just watch Disney or Nickelodeon. So
0: speaking <laughs> of Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go, that's going to be another future episode on Stoliker. this podcast. Are you
1: picking Stalker? Did you say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. You already know. Oh, good. Gonna I was going to say, of course.
1: You gotta pick her, because.
0: Has literal tattoos of <sighs> Teen Titans characters.
1: <laughs> don't even get me started on her tattoos, because they amazing. are amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to hunt her down and make her take me to that tattoo artist, because every time I see her on Snapchat, I'm like, get another tattoo! Slay a Queen. My next tattoo is gonna be Appa. Did I tell you this? Ooh, no. Yeah, whenever nice. quarantine calms down, I'm gonna go get an apa tattoo i've decided my little theme for my tattoos because i've been debating it for a while are you ready go for it <laughs> so you know i have on the left arm i have just random tattoos like got my cats and all that mm-hmm. the right arm is going to be a nice bob ross moment so like some nice like mountains little birds yeah happy little trees my w- right leg is going to be all avatar and then, can you Less. guess? Can you guess what the left leg is going to be? I'll give Ooh. you a hint. <laughs> I can't give you a hint because it'll
0: give it away. Because <laughs> it's going to give it away.
1: Yeah. What? Did, oh, what else damn. do I love?
0: You love a lot of things. That's it's hard true. to like narrow it down. Which is good. Yeah. Um, how to Train Your Dragon. Good guess, but I've decided <laughs> on. Dragon tattoo.
1: My king of queens, Lightning McQueen. It's going to be a whole car. Con- <laughs> yes.
0: Are you for real? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Maybe.
1: If I get drunk enough one day.
0: <laughs> Ka-chow. Ka-chow. <laughs> Absolutely. Did I ever tell you, I've only seen the first Cars movie, um, but one time I <gasps> was- That hurts my soul. I was one time not sober um, and watching Cars 3 and- okay. Turns out I was so not sober at the time that I watched the entire movie of Cars 3, thinking it was only the first Cars movie, (laughs) until at some point I was like, wait a minute, this is a little different. (laughs) Oh my goodness. But it looks the same when you're not sober.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Cars 3, Cars 2 we don't talk about she she had her moments but we're not gonna talk about her
0: what about the infinite mater spinoffs
1: oh i honestly have you
0: ever seen on disney plus like you scroll through and it's like mater in space yeah mater in the wild west i
1: did it's kind of like olaf's story like how he has like all those spinoffs but no i never watched them because i only have one one parking space in my heart and that's for lightning
0: mcqueen i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) you only have one parking space in your heart can you when you get your lightning mcqueen tattoo can that be like the quote underneath it i only have one parking space in my heart yes and it's reserved for lightning mcqueen absolutely catch out brilliant and on that note thank you for talking about avatar of
1: course and
0: everything else that we've talked about (laughs) uh yeah we went off on a tailspin (laughs) (laughs) a <laughs> little bit a little bit a little, bit, but, little you know, bit that's the that's the beauty of the podcast we can talk about whatever we want exactly you know, we just gonna post it online and people are gonna listen or they won't listen you're I'm missing listen. out of
1: a lot of good content so i don't know why you wouldn't listen
0: anyways thank you again thank you for being here um of course. and i look forward to our next discussion
1: if you guys if anybody right. out there wants to talk about lightning mcqueen or harry styles find me on the internet i'll love to
0: where can people find you on the internet would you like to say you don't have to say
1: uh sure (laughs) uh i have my instagram um and i have twitter they're both under uh mcvelio if you want me to spell that out for you sure yeah probably. i c v e l i o those are the names of my cats all put into one word if you wanted to know that
0: (laughs) i love it that's an ongoing theme of this podcast already like we're on episode what two or three or something Mm-hmm. depending on when this gets posted and everyone that i've already recorded an episode with we've talked about cats at some point perfect you just saw
1: my cat he just decided to crawl on my shoulder so
0: basically anyone listening if you're allergic to cats just Oof. fuck off i'm so sorry Fuck right off
1: <laughs> i couldn't do it i could not do it at all it would be rough if you're allergic to cats but love cats then i don't have hate for you i i'm sorry but yeah, if you hate cats Oh, I'm sorry. No, Unless thank you.
0: you hate Cats the movie based on the musical, which is already an upcoming episode.
1: <laughs> Perfect. I can't wait to hear about that.
0: But until then, okay. last time. Thank you, Jen. And I'll see you next time. Bye. All right, bye. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you for your time and your ears. And don't forget to tune into next week's episode of Flip the Script. Peace out.